بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of Surah Yasin and we have reached verse number 59 59 قال الله تعالى وامتاز اليوم أيها المجرمون Can we have the verse brother You're able to do that, inshallah, on the screen, mashallah, yes. And you, al-mujrimun, the criminals, polytheists, unbelievers, get you apart this day, meaning from the believers. <coughs> so, separate yourselves today. Get apart. Because the way for the mujrims, for the unbelievers, is not the same as that for the believers. The path for the believers will be in the direction of paradise, and those will be in the direction of hellfire. قال الله تعالى in Surah Maryam in chapter 19, verses 85-86. يوم نحشر المتقين إلى الرحمن وفدا ونسوق المجرمين إلى جهنم وردا يوم نحشر المتقين إلى الرحمن وفدا اللهم اجعلنا منهم يا رب ونسوق المجرمين إلى جهنم وردا The day we shall gather the متقين the pious the believers like a delegate presented before a king for honor unto the most beneficent and we shall drive the mujrimeen the unbelievers to hell in a thirsty state like a thirsty hell driven down to water here in this ayah Allah says وَمْتَازُوا get apart this is by way of humiliation and scolding at them Because if you see a group and you tell, you you see a gathering and you tell a particular group from that gathering, apart and leave and be separate, this is a humiliation and disrespect in that which is apparent. Here there is a scolding and humiliation to them because of their kufr, of their disbelief. The benefits of this verse. Number one, that the unbelievers will be humiliated by being separated from the believers on this day and be kept away from them. And on this day, the second benefit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala separates and distinguishes the believers from the disbelievers as He distinguished between them in this life. Their path is unlike the path of the believers.
And from the benefits is that if someone carries on an action, he should mention the proper description related to this action. So, when Allah commanded them here to get apart and be dismissed, it was fitting and proper to mention the cause. Where he said, Ayyuhal Mujrimun, you Mujrims, you criminals, you unbelievers. So it is as if, get apart because of your unbelief. And there is no doubt that mentioning the reason behind the ruling takes away unclarity and any objection. And this leads to another point of benefit. That relating the ruling to the description indicates that such a description is the cause for that ruling. So for example, if you say, أَكْرِمِ الْمُجْتَهِدَ مِنَ الطَّلَبَةِ Honor the hard worker from amongst the students. So therefore, you linked the honoring to hard work. So this is the cause for honoring, is the hard work. And this point of benefit is good for the seeker of knowledge. Relating the ruling to the cause. Another benefit. There is an omission in this verse. From a linguistic aspect, there is an omission. It is in the Arabic which is called Ya Unida. The Ya for calling, oh, such and such. Ya. The scholars of linguistics, especially those interested in eloquency of speech, they mentioned that it is omitted here. Ya unnida, ya for calling. By it is com- it is omitted because there is scolding and humiliation. Why? So that there can be no lengthy speech. It is taken out. Because having lengthy speech with the one addressed is a way of being comfortable with him. So if someone abbreviates, this is a way of humiliation. But this is not... It cannot be generalized, however. This depends on the context. It may be an honoring to abbreviate the speech, and it may be an honoring to have details in the speech. And in this case, it is a way of humiliation. The next verse. قال الله تعالى 
ألم أعهد إليكم يا بني آدم أن لا تعبدوا الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين وأن اعبدوني هذا صراط مستقيم verse 60 and 61 please didn't I not ordain for you O children of Adam that you should not worship shaitan Satan verily he is a plain enemy to you وَأَنِ عَبُدُونِي the next verse وَأَنِ عَبُدُونِي هَذَا صِرَاطٌ مُسْتَقِيمٌ and that you should worship me alone this is a straight path here didn't did I not ordain for you this is an exclamation for attestation this is like saying in surah al-sharh in chapter 94 verse 1 alam nashrah laka sadrak This is for attestation. Alam nashrah laka sadrak. And here, alam a'had, did I not, have we not opened your breast for you, O Muhammad ﷺ? And also like in Surah Az-Zumar 39-71. Alam ya'tikum rusulum minkum. أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْكُمْ Again, for attestation. للتقرير in Arabic. أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْكُمْ Just for the abbreviation only. For the, for the, for the text. أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْكُمْ Didn't there come to you messengers from amongst you? Many are the verses of this kind. Why therefore this attestation? The answer, it is intended to be a scolding at them and establishing a proof against them. Allah, O children of Adam, ordained that you should not worship shaitan, Satan, and his followers. This is as if there is a covenant here, and it is as such, because Allah had taken the covenant that we worship none except Him, and that we would not worship shaitan. Allah ta'abudu shaitan that you don't worship shaitan and from the worship of shaitan is obeying him
obeying others in that which Allah had forbade is a type of worship but this requires an explanation as in the verse in Surah At-Tawbah chapter 9 verse 31 قال الله تعالى اتخذوا أحبارهم ورهبانهم أربابا من دون الله والمسيح ابن مريم وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا إلها واحدة How could the obedience be a worship? Surah At-Tawbah verse 31 اتخذوا أحبارهم ورهبانهم أربابا من دون الله والمسيح ابن مريم وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا إلها واحدة I wanted to be attentive to this verse because this verse is abused by the takfiris let's check the meaning now in English the Jews and the Christians took their rabbis and their monks to be their lords besides Allah by obeying them in which they in things which they made lawful or unlawful according to their own desires without being ordered by Allah. And they also took as their Lord Al Masih, Isa, son of Mary السلام, while they the Jews and the Christians were commanded to worship none but Allah. Now, here one of the companions by the name of Uday bin Hatim, may Allah be pleased with him. Ask the Messenger O Messenger of Allah Inna lasna na'buduhum We don't worship them Meaning we don't pray To them Or uh, Prostrate nor bow to them The Prophet said Awalaysa yuhilluna ma harram Allah This is the explanation This is this is the explanation Which makes it very clear Don't they however Meaning the monks and rabbis make permissible that which Allah commanded to be haram and فَتُحِلُّونَهُ and you do the same, you make it permissible as well and وَيُحَرِّمُونَ مَا أَحَلَّ اللَّهِ فَتُحَرِّمُونَهُ and they make haram that which Allah had made permissible and you do the same, you make haram, you make it haram he answered yes he said, فَتِلْكَ عِبَادَتُهُمْ Such is their worship. So, this therefore explains that obeying monks, leaders, lords, uh, le- leaders, etc. in that which is disobedience to Allah is of two types. One type of obedience takes the person out of Islam and the other it doesn't. If they follow them and obey them believing as they believe that this is haram and they say this is haram they make it haram. As Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah classified these two types 
then in this case, as the hadith also before this had explained clearly, then in this case, this takes them out of Islam. But if they obey them because of ignorance and uh, because of, of, of desires and uh, lowly desires for this life, then this does not constitute major kufr that takes the person out of Islam. What happened with the takfiris is that they generalized this verse and they said whoever obeys the leaders because they don't rule by the rule of Allah, then they themselves are kafirs. And that's why they consider it permissible to kill the anyone who works for the governments of these leaders. They think their blood is permissible to shed. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse said, Allah ta'abudu shaytan ash-shaytan. Does this mean the category, the kind? Or al-murad ash-shaytan al-mu'ayyan, the particular shaytan? What's apparent is this, this refers to the kind, the category meaning. And thus it comprises the shayateen of mankind and the shayateen of jinn. Because there are jinn who are shayateen and there are men who are shayateen. There are men from mankind who are devils, shayateen, command people to do sin and transgression. And they turn them away from righteousness. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this verse, إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُّبِينٌ Meaning the shaitan is an enemy Cut uh, put the verse please again so that people see it Yes, a plain enemy now. Yes, there. Lakum aduum mubin. The same, the same. Talk about the same verse. The same verse from this surah. When we say this, it means the same verse from this surah. So anyone who commands you, please listen to this. Anyone who commands you to oppose the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he is an enemy to you. And on top of them is the head shaitan, the first shaitan, who leads all shayateen. Adu, enemy, against the friend. And the friend is the one who takes care of you and be to your help. And the enemy is the opposite, who doesn't intend good for you. Father intends evil for you. So here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned that 
Allah ta'budu shaytan You don't worship shaytan And then he said Afterwards In verse 61 In the same surah here وَأَنِعْبُدُونِي هَذَا صِرَاطٌ مُسْتَقِيمٌ And that you should worship me alone That is a straight path can we put the verse, uh, Brother Salafi, online, please? Yeah. Here you can see in these two verses there is negation and affirmation. La ta'budu shaitan, don't worship shaitan. This is negation. Then it is followed by affirmation, worship none but me. So submit in obedience and worship none, setting up no rivals in your worship. And worship means singling Allah alone in obedience and in submissiveness to comply with His commands. And to abstain from his prohibitions. That is a straight path. What does this mean? It means abandoning the worship of shaitan and singling Allah alone in worship is the straight path. As sirat. The sirat is the vast, the meaning of sirat is the vast and plain and uncrooked road or path so it doesn't go left nor right no crookedness there is No ups and downs. This is the Sirat. Sirat al-Mustaqim, that is the straight path that leads to Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah added the Sirat to Himself. And sometimes He adds it to His creation. As in Surah Al-Fatiha, for example, قال الله تعالى اهدنا الصراط المستقيم Guide us to the straight path. He added, اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم The path of those, guide us to the straight way, the way of those that you had guided, bestowed upon them guidance. So he added, conjugatedly the, in the context, the sirat, the way to those who have, whom he had bestowed grace upon them. So that he said, the way of those on whom you have bestowed grace. And in Surah Al-Shura, on the other hand, he added the sirat to himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al-Shura 42, 
52-53 وَإِنَّكَ لَتَهْدِي إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ صراط الله الذي له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض The path of Allah, you see, and thus we have sent to you a ruhan from uh, a ruhan min amrina, an inspiration. You knew not what is the book, nor what is faith, but we have made it a light wherewith we guide whoever of our slaves we will. You, Muhammad, indeed, guiding mankind to the straight path, the path of Allah. You see, he added it to himself. So how can we understand these two additions? One to Allah, and one to the creation. In Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah added the Sirat to the creation from those whom He bestowed favor upon because they are the ones who took this way. And then in the other verse, He related to Himself because He is the one who had established this Sirat this path for his creation and it leads to him just like you say هَذَا طَرِيقُ مَكَّةِ this is the road to Mecca means it leads to Mecca it leads to Mecca and then also you say هَذَا طَرِيقُ فُلَانِ this is the road of such and such Meaning, if it is the road that was established by such and such, then you call it, this is the road of such and such. Or, if it is the one who took this path and walked on it, then you can name it by his name. So there is no problem at all in that. The benefits of this verse. Is this clear? Is this, uh, is this understanding clear now? As to why it comes uh, added uh, to the creation in one aspect? and in sometimes added to uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another aspect okay let's repeat you say for example this is the road to Mecca meaning it leads to Mecca and then you say about another road هَذَا طَرِيقُ فُلَان this is the road of such and such and you name it let us say this is the road of Ahmed if Ahmad is the one who had established this road and paved it for people. Or he is the one who took this road and walked on it. Then you can say, this is the road of Ahmad, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay now. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala added the sirat to the creation from those who bestowed, from those on whom he bestowed grace, because they are the ones who are taking this path which leads to him. And when he added the sirat to himself, because he is the one who established this for his creation to lead to him. And it is the same as in the example we had given to you, and to Allah belongs the best example. Now is this clear, inshallah? Is this clear? Okay, alhamdulillah. The benefits of this verse. 
First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yuhibbul a'adhara min nafsih ay yuhibbu an yuqima al-udhra li nafsih subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to establish excuses for himself why? so that evidences are established on the creation lest people have a plea against Allah So, the one who took the covenant that we don't worship the shaitan and that we worship him alone subhanahu wa ta'ala had established the evidence. And therefore he had established the excuse for himself. This is like his saying subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah An-Nisa in chapter 4 verse 165 Messengers as bearers of good news and as well of warning, meaning they were sent, in order that mankind should have no plea against Allah after the messengers. You see that? You see that? In order that mankind should have no plea against the messengers, against Allah after the messengers. And Allah is ever all powerful, all wise. From the benefits with this verse, of this verse is affirming the mercy of Allah upon the creation. How? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave their sincerity left to their intellect. Rather, He left to that, uh, He left that on the tongues of His messengers. Because if Allah would have left the sincerity entrusted to our intellect, then you know, our intellect differs widely and extensively because desires are uncontrollable. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took that upon Himself for His creation. And this affirms His rahmah, His mercy upon us. Upon us. Jalla wa'ala, most magnificent and most high is He. Most merciful is He. Third benefit, and this is a very important benefit. It's a principle of vacating or removal followed by placement of things. Followed by filling the place. You remove, you vacate, then you fill, quote unquote. You replace. Listen to what Allah said here, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, لا تعبد الشيطان This is removal. وأن يعبدوني But worship me. Meaning, there is negation followed by affirmation. 
and this is Tawheed. This is Tawheed. Tawheed is established upon negation and affirmation. Because mere negation is mere denial and non-existence. Mere negation is mere denial and non-existence. And mere affirmation does not preclude association. Mere affirmation لا يمنع المشاركة does not preclude association. لأن النفي المجرد تعطيل محض وعدم. والإثبات المجرد لا يمنع المشاركة. So, توحيد cannot be completed except with both negation and affirmation. So that's why if you say, now we give an example. No one is standing in the house. No one is standing in the house. This is mere negation. Which is non-existence. Nothing means nothing. Nothing, nothing existing. But if you say, on the other hand, and if you say on the other hand, Zayd قائم في البيت. Zayd is standing in the house. This is. Mere affirmation Which does not Preclude association Meaning That there could be some other person In the house Standing In addition to Zayn However If you say the following لا قائمة في البيت إلا زيد no one is standing in the house except Zayd. Then in this case, you have singled him alone. And no one, therefore, is in the house except Zayd. And therefore, Tawheed, it's inevitable with Tawheed to have both matters established. And nephew wal isbat, negation and affirmation. But with which one do we start? We start first with negation. So that affirmation falls in a place free of impurities, sincere and fitting for affirmation. And that's why we start with negation first, followed by affirmation. And this is in the Quran replete. And from that is the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Zukhruf 43 verses 26 and 27 And remember when Ibrahim said Abraham, said to his father and his people, Verily, I am innocent of what you worship. This is vacating, negating. Then comes the affirmation. Accept him who did create me, and verily he will guide me.
Is this clear, inshallah? Is this clear? This great principle of Tawheed. And from the benefits of this verse, obedience of shaitan cannot exist except with disobedience to Allah. And that worship may not be only in the form of rukur. And sujood only in the form of bowing and prostrating, nor in sacrifice or vows, but rather it is comprehensive, covering obedience, where there is complete humility, then this would be worship. Jayid. And from this also brings another benefit, and that is the obligation to be careful with regard to shaitan and his obedience, because Allah named that as worship. And seventh, the obligation to worship Allah alone, وَأَنِعْبُدُونِي and worship me. And the ibadah covers two meanings. Al-ibadah covers two meanings. First is at-ta'abud, worship. The second means of worship. Al-ibadah covers two meanings. The worship and the means of worship. And worship means submissiveness and Humility to Allah Azza wa Jal Most mighty and most magnificent In this meaning It covers our actions in Salah, Zakah, Standing, Hajj, etc And it covers the means Because it is a comprehensive term Covering all that which Allah loves And accepts from sayings and actions apparent and hidden in the heart or on the body parts. From the benefits of this verse, that as-siratul mustaqim, the straight path, is tawheed. Because Allah mentioned this Abandoning the worship of shaitan and establishing the worship of ar-Rahman. And then he followed it by saying, this is the straight path. Uncrooked. Why? Because it leads to Allah and his paradise. So it is a straight path. And from the benefits of this verse, that the sirat, the path or the way, could be straight and could be crooked. Allah Ta'ala, the evidence for this is in the saying of Allah in Surah Al-An'am in chapter 6, verse 153. Allah Ta'ala, 
فتفرق بكم عن سبيله فتفرق بكم عن سبيله and verily this is my straight path so follow it and follow not other paths other paths for they will separate you away from his path so every individual from mankind has his path if it is on the sharia of Allah then it is mustaqim upright and if it is otherwise then it is crooked we ask Allah the most high to make us from those who follow his straight path and to assist us in all of that walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and this brings the end of the explanation of verses 60 uh, to 62 of surah yasin or 59 rather to 62 استغفر الله العظيم